Yes, Looney listeners, welcome back to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 76, and yes, a couple of days have passed uh, since we have issued our last episode, 75, and we are at it again. So you are with, of course, one of your high priests, Ray. Uh, I have a a very special guest here, uh, no stranger to the show. He featured way back, I think, oh gosh, that was way back in episode 40-something, I believe. Uh, We have Chris Jones from Defenders TV Podcast. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, It's a pleasure to be here once again. I think I'm just going to stick for every like couple of 40 episodes. I'll just get you to hold. <laughs> so I'll be back before episode 120. I'll be back. Just keep it going that way. Oh, I would be more than happy to have you back uh, even more regularly if we could. Um, for loony listeners that um, have been listening for that duration, they would be aware that the last time Chris came on the show, uh, we reviewed a... A Spider-Man issue with a cameo appearance. I think it was a classic run um, of Moon Knight, um, and I believe it was in the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I could get that yep. wrong; it eludes me. But Chris is an avid Spider-Man fan, so who better to have on the show when we will review uh, the latest issue, which came out only last week, I believe, of Infinity Warp's Arachnite. So, um, Chris, I I believe you have your web shooters at the ready. You're all good to go. Oh, I'm all set. <laughs> at least it's, at least it's not the organic web shooters because that would just be anyway. <laughs> that would be a bit weird. Um, yeah, mm. I mean, you know, just I guess before we crack into that, just quickly, um, just getting to know a bit more. Chris, you did mention before all those episodes ago how big a Spider-Man fan are you? Uh, well, you are. <laughs> um, what uh, what are you currently reading by way of Spider-Man, apart from Arachnite, of course? Um, so I, I'm unfortunately deep into Spider-Geddon. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the best ones not only just because so a lot of people go oh you get the spider-man from everywhere or spider women or spider people we call it the spider people from everywhere um no it's actually just because it's more like kind of seeing that is my thing i like the different variations of spider-man so there's spider cowboy Mm -hmm. who's quite actually good there's a octavia uh otto or Oct- basically, she's a female version of Doctor Octopus. Yeah, yeah, um, she's, she's pretty good. Um, and she's, she is really good one. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have a, a genius. I mean, not that Spider Man or Peter Parker's no slouch when it comes to um, you know science, or actually um, Otto as well, because he's featured in there as well, isn't he? He's a superior Spider Man. Yes, or the superior octopus. Octopus, yes. Uh, now he, he's the the that's his superhero persona. It's getting confusing. And like the one thing, as we go, as Ray, as we get older, you will discover <laughs> more and more that just hmm, Marvel comics get convoluted over the years. Oh, I was just trying to explain with someone the the secondary clone saga. And the, then they were like, what do you mean the secondary? And I was like, okay, so we'll take you back to the first Clone Saga. Oh, okay. gosh. So this is the... And I was just like, okay, yeah. Yeah, there, there was a... This, the, 
our hobby sometimes is kind of weird. <laughs> the fact that we can kind of go, by the way, so did you see this? So this is the jackal. So the jackal actually was in love with this lady, but then actually decided to clone her. And the clone wasn't actually a clone. It turned out to be a real thing. Yeah. And then because, and you're like, yeah, it sounds like one of those old 90s telenovelas. It's like kind of like that you, our grannies used to watch. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it just gets so complicated for the sake of just being complicated. And yeah, the clone saga was a mind, you know, mind uh, expletive. <laughs> you know, it, it was exactly. a really, a really tough one. Did you read The Clone Conspiracy, which was a later, I think Dan Slott did that um, recently with the jackal that turned out to be Ben Riley of all people. I mean, talk about even more bloody weird. Yeah, that was the reason actually I was trying to explain the first Clone Saga mm. um, to someone because they were like, what the hell, what, well, who was that ending and everything? I'm like, okay, well, t- to understand correctly. You have to go back and, yeah, that's it. I mean, you have to actually keep on going back further and further and kind of go down the rabbit hole <laughs> even more. Um, with with Spider-Geddon, that is off the back, of course, to um, uh, the Spider Spider Verse, into the Spider Verse, Spider Verse, yeah, yeah, it was Spider Verse, and then it was like the actual. I think it was the the prequels were into the Spider Verse. Yes, oh, Edge of, Edge of Spider Verse. Um, sorry, I think it was Edge yeah, of yeah. Spider Verse. That was it. Yes, uh, and even and uh, even then, you go back further, and I, I believe it was the uh, Michael Straczynski run because that's where I kind of come across the Inheritors, like Morlin and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, and. That was an they, epic run. They I mean, were good. Yeah. No, exactly. That's the thing. So every now and again, a writer or writers come to Spider-Man and they, they, they just toe the line. It's like, okay, so Peter Parker, he, he shoots, he webs someone up. There's a kind of three-story arc. You're like, okay, grand, fine. It was good. It wasn't great. Well done. And then the uh, the Sturinsky and all those guys kind of every now and again they just go from take this really strange approach, but it just turns out to be magical. Like there was the Ezekiel, yes, I can't remember that 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 run where it was the spider totem, and it turns out he was chosen and all that. And you're like, this is completely bonkers off the wall, but makes some great comic yeah. books. Exactly. It's kind of like, I mean, as you say, a lot of the, some of the, well, a lot of the stuff is convoluted. Um, but when it, when it does kind of hit the groove and it expands the mythology of Spider-Man, because let's face it, there's only so much you can do with a high school student getting bitten by a radioactive spider and becomes a Spider-Man of sorts, you know. Um, there's obviously exactly. ways that writers have to keep on making it interesting, kind of fleshing things out. So that's why we get stuff like uh, like Silk. She ended up being so... Wasn't that correct? Like, she she got bitten yeah. by the radioactive spider the same as Peter Parker, that we never knew before. Yeah, um, and, yeah, that was such a good one, actually. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get the whole yeah, totem you, thing. The totem thing is just totally... It just... It just expands the whole spider universe um you know puts it on its head and and then you have the whole spider verse thing with all the multiple dimensions with peter porker and uh and spider noir and all that it's um it's really good Penny parker and so one of my favorite editions and i I, because i'm a gamer as well is the ps4 spider-man ah yes 
with the yeah. advanced suit that the new everyone was like oh my god they're building a new suit for spider-man it's going to be terrible yeah and it's one of the best so it's one of the best interpretations of spider-man i think in a long time really so yeah i haven't played the yeah. game so the game is obviously you know the bees and knees of games isn't it for for, for marvel it is. games oh, it's yeah, so it's a ps4 exclusive playstation 4 um but the team behind the writing in insomniac um absolutely fantastic like it is really it's one of the like as a spider-man fan or uh, as a fan who briefly knows because i'm assuming a lot of the moon knight fans are going to cursory know spider-man's kind of background to the side Mm -hmm. um but you'll get there's a lot of stuff in there that you're like oh well i know where this is going that's fine it's the actual journey. So I was like, I know where this is going, but I'm still okay with it because it is really good. Um, and then they twist and turns. There's a lot of twists and turns that you go, okay, touche, well done. I, I, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> go you. Um, so really, really fantastic. Yeah, great. Uh, I am um, hoping not to spoil anything because uh, I'm just, just a, a question, a naive question, Chris. Um, have you completed the game? But by any chance, though? Yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, So I'm imagining there are some really cool cameos and appearances of uh, Spider-Man, you know, peripheral characters and and maybe rogues gallery. Do do you get to see Tombstone? He's one of my favourite villains. Yes, 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 you do. Oh, good. a side mission. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. So the, the, the latest one... Some of the, there's two DLCs at the moment. The third one is out in December or this month. Uh-huh. Later this month, we don't know a date yet. But the Tombstone is a side mission, which is really good. Cool. Um, it's kind what, of a sorry, bo- mini boss fight. Sorry, Chris. Um, again, just I'll have to pardon my ignorance. What's a DLC? Sorry, down, DLC is downloadable content, so it's ah, extra episodes. Okay. okay. Um, so. In the DLC, you have Black Cat, and then you also have one with Hammerhead, which is mm, just okay. coming out now. Oh, nice. Uh, and the, the Magi, or the 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 Mag... Yeah, Magia, yeah. Uh, the Magia. The Magia. I go yeah. Magi, and then it's Magia. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah, um, oh, yeah, old... Um, what's his name? Hammerhead with the... Um, I think he's got adamantium skull, doesn't he? He's got some sort of tough skull. It's something like that, or basically his mother clipped him around the head a few times, and it just kind of, you know... <laughs> kind of hardened it just, up. It flattened, it flattened it out like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so... No, no, so really, really, it was it was there, and it was really good. Nice. Um, actual, that was a good mission, I remember that. Awesome. And uh, look, we only do allow one Batman reference per episode, so I'm going to use that card now. Um, I've heard uh, I've heard it's very similar to, is that right, to Arkham Asylum and, and a lot of the Batman games? I, I'm not a, I'm not an aficionado with games. Com- combat, yes. Uh-huh. Combat is a similar style, so it's, it's like block, jump, left kind of thing, very, very similar. But it's, in my opinion, personally, above and beyond because it gets the traversal right, which is the the Spider-Man swing. Ah. So swinging is just fantastic. It really kind of just takes it. And it's not an origin story because you've been, without telling too much, it's in the marketing. You're you're Spider-Man already for eight years. For eight years? So you've... 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you've been Spider-Man for eight years. So you're in there, like, you know your powers. Now, you do get some extra powers and things like that, but he knows all the basics. It's not like he's going to do a, the running to the side of the building and learn to swing for the first time. Oh, good. Because um, I, I guess so that would be yeah, tiresome. Um, and very important, obviously, to have that swinging aspect uh, done right for a game. I guess that's one of the big things for Spider-Man, isn't it? So... Um, uh, that's that's really good to hear. Is his is his representation? I mean, he's only got he hasn't got that big representation in Spider Geddon, because one of the big things is the PS4 Spider Man is in Spider Geddon as well, which is a is a huge thing. Um, there doesn't seem that many marked differences between him and and anyone else. So, is there anything in the game like you're saying he's been around for eight years or so, and he's got the white kind of spider emblem on his on his chest is there anything else that's distinctly different from him that sets him apart from the other spiders but spider people um probably a few now yes but i don't want to get too deep into it because i'm afraid okay um yeah okay uh, yeah there's, there's one or two yes yeah, exactly exactly it's more about what happened to him I think is probably the big thing. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, well, you know, we do digress a bit. It's, um, but it is interesting. It's, and and I guess we're we're talking this because you are a, a big Spider-Man fan. Um, have you been? Are you collecting, or are you going to be collecting the Nick Spencer run um, by Ma- uh, Amazing Spider-Man? I will, but probably towards the end of. The, the kind of run, yeah, that would be my thing. Well, just to let you know, Chris, because I am collecting it, and I must... I mean, as much as I love Dan Slott as well, I must say Nick Spencer, Nick Spencer's take on The Amazing Spider-Man is absolutely brilliant. It's one of my favourite titles at the moment. Um, he just knocks it out of the park with Peter and the whole all the relationships and stuff. Um, I just read the latest issue now, and... Sometimes it gets wordy, but you're just kind of hanging off every word because uh, it's just that good uh, with the writing. Uh, it goes into MJ, um, her relationship with Peter Parker and, and all that. So it's it's really good. It's got a nice mix of action, but it also has that uh, tried and true drama that you get with, with uh, Amazing Spider-Man, um, which, um, yeah, it's definitely worth, definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah, so anyway, we are here... Chris, because we are going to review Arachnite number two. Um, now, before we do that, actually, I might just actually, let's just take a quick break. Uh, we'll throw to uh, just an ad break, uh, and then we'll be right back, loony listeners, with our thoughts on, both from a Spider-Man point of view and a Moon Knight point of view, on Arachnite number two. Be right back. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on.
Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. We are here with a special guest co-host, Chris Jones from Defenders TV Podcast. Uh, Chris being our Spider-Man representative uh, and yours truly being the Moon Knight representative of our review of Infinity Warps number two uh, for Arachnite. Um, and uh, just right off the bat, Chris, do, um, how have you been liking it? Like, how did you How did you find issue one? So it it was slightly slow. Well, no, that's actually a lie, um, because they basically con- they're trying to condense a <laughs> well a origin slow, yeah. into an, an issue. Um, so, um, uh, I look, I really enjoyed, kind of without getting too much into it. I really enjoyed this um, because it is such a unique take it's a warp of the two characters quite well taking what i would consider some of their best story beat elements or origin elements and then and literally fusing them together sometimes it's sometimes it's a bit confusing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i like meeting mj for example things like that um because i'm i they when when it's someone you don't know or when they're doing a role that you don't know because unless you're deep into say the, more of the moon knight mythos this doesn't make sense to you so spider-man i think that's the element where it's difficult so like being having the um like uh harry russell instead of the osborns the russells um so like you're trying to go wait 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 I, I'm assuming that's a Moon Knight reference. Right, right. And, but, like, if you're not a werewolf by night fan, this makes even no more sense. So you're like, okay, right, okay. So um, I really enjoyed it. Yep. I really enjoyed the issue one, but I wanted to kind of, um, I wanted the second issue to come a bit quicker because I was like, okay, I want to see how this ends. I want to see... They they were on a good run. Let's put it that way. At the end of they were on they were the crest of the they were the crest of the wave and they were still riding high. So I was like, okay, you're either literally going to wipe out right now, um, yeah. and the issue two is <laughs> just going to shit the bed, yeah. or you're going to end on a high because you've only got two issues. So uh, yeah, that was it. I was waiting to yeah, see. Yeah, and um, so I mean, I know that you do, um, you do dabble obviously in a bit of Moon Knight as well. And so issue one, I mean, as you alluded to, because uh, there was a lot of amalgamations of characters there. Um, so did you did you find yourself uh, lost as you were mentioning that some non Moon Knight fans find? Did you find yourself kind of going, oh, hang on, hang on, let me just try and work out, you know, who this person is meant to be matched up with? Did you? Did you were you annoyed at that or was that or was that just something that you not just... annoyed it just took it took something it took my stride so I um so Moon Knight uh, Moon Knight MJ's character the female that she's been yeah Marley like, Jane merged with yeah that was it okay yeah so yeah so I mean that, yeah. for me that was very much MJ like Mary Jane uh, because uh, Marlene um you know blonde uh, long hair. Uh, Mary Jane has long hair as well, red hair as well, though. But so that was a hard one, I think, to match up. Um, so there was a very incidental connection there with Marley Jane. But I really did. Uh, we we covered this with Rebecca in the review of issue one. Um, the matchup of um, the villains, I thought, and obviously the the Green Goblin and Werewolf by Night is the big one. But you have uh, 
uh, Morbius, the living vampire, and Morpheus, yep. the the Moon Knight um, villain. Uh, that would have been very good, but I think, as you say, it would have been very subtle. I don't think... I mean, I, it actually it went over my head um, in the review. I was looking I at... Just thought it was more, I just thought it was Morbius. Yeah. I did not think of the Morpheus. Me too. I was like, okay, so it's just one guy. Okay. Yeah, me too, exactly. I, like, as you know, I'm familiar with Morbius and being in Spider-Man, um, and, I, and I just um, glanced over the name, and I didn't see it was Michael Morpheus. And so I just read it as Morbius as well. And then Rebecca was the one that just pointed out to me, oh, you do realize it's Morpheus. It's like, oh, of Gosh, of course, that makes sense. So, um, okay, so there were all... tell me the backstory really quickly of Morpheus. Morpheus, okay, Morpheus is really cool. He is a kind of like an experiment gone wrong, uh, and he actually he can't um, he can't sleep, I believe. And the longer that he stays awake, he builds up this ebon energy, so he can actually shoot this ebon energy out of him, out of him. But he can also cast illusions, so this is whole dream kind of thing. Hence the name Morpheus, I guess. Um, so when you see it in Arachnite One, you actually you'd be hard pressed to actually see how he's because he's got bug eyes, and you can't you can't see that in Arachnite One. It's it's very much a Morbius-looking character, except for the brow. Yeah. I think the brow gives away the Morpheus look. And Morpheus has this like, big kind of, I don't know, crackly brow, which I believe um, it was shown in Arachnite 1. But other than that, you wouldn't know. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. Bit of a, they, yeah, that, that that one was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, so from, from Moon Knight fans... Um, and look, unashamedly as well, I believe in, in uh, issue two as well, Chris, it does lean more on the Spider-Man. I mean, let's face it, uh, Spider-Man is way more popular than Moon Knight. So a lot of it is is based on Spider-Man with, you know, secondary traits from Moon Knight. Uh, would you agree on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the biggest part they've they leaned on and pulled from in Moon Knight is the, well, the, well, the fractured... Uh, Psyche, um, the billionaire, um, but they kind of, they can kind of, you could say that as well because it's Parker Industries yes. and at at certain, <coughs> me. at a certain point in the Spider-Man universe, um, Peter Parker did have Parker Industries, so I wasn't sure which one that was pulling it from, but all right, we'll, we'll I, I'm pretty sure probably based on this, it's. Moon Knight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, being well, the, the rich millionaire. Yeah, yeah, it could very much... Um, I think it could sway either way with that. Um, but anyway, let's get into it, Looney listeners. I hope you have your issues out as well. Uh, we're going to do, for listeners that you know are unfamiliar, we're going to treat this like any Lunar Pick review that we usually do. Um, so we'll start off, and I have asked Chris to just give us a sliver of the synopsis. So basically, it's... Uh, a, a round nutshell of a of a summary of what happens on issue two. Uh, then Chris and I will just talk about, I guess, aspects of the of the issue that we found interesting, or um, you know, things that we liked or didn't like. You know, the art, the writing, and then we'll cap it off with our moon rating. Now, Chris, our moon rating is uh, <laughs> similar to Spider Spider Man's uh, mythos, and it is highly convoluted. 
uh, admittedly. Um, it's out of 10, so uh, we can also, you can, you can go for a, um, a quarter moon, half moon, three quarter moon, full moon, um, that, that kind of thing. Um, if you get anywhere in between those, uh, I can help you out with the phases of the moon there, but we, um, we cover every phase of the moon for our moon ratings. Um, does that make sense, Chris? Um, sure. <laughs> I, I, basically, I'm going to get to the end of this and go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm reluctant to it. Was it was good. We're going to go like one point. No, actually, I'm just going to make it really difficult to you. So I'm going to go like, yeah, it's 1.175. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, that's going to be hard. That's going to be really hard. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's kick off with Arachnite number two. What I'll do, I'll just do a rundown of the credits. Um, similar to Arachnite issue number one, we have writer Dennis Hopeless. Massive, one of my favorite writers, Chris. Uh, Dennis Hopeless. We have penciler Ale Gaza, Inca Victor Olazaba, colorist Ruth Redmond. We have letters by um, VCs Clayton Cowles. And uh, we have various cover artists, uh, Giuseppe Camincoli, uh, Roberto Poggi, and uh, Federico Blee. And let me just find the editor, of course, is Jordan D. White. So, with issue two, Chris... Um, how would you deliver your sliver for this issue? Um, so I was trying to think of something very smart. I was trying to think of something <laughs> funny. Um, none of those came to me on a Sunday morning. So I uh, I used good old Google and I basically found the uh, byline Amazon listing. Nice and easy. <laughs> and it goes like such... Arachnite faces the deadly machinations of the terrible goblin by night. Can he save his best friend turned monster, or will he lose the goblin once and for all? So there we go. Within literally two sentences, I was able to condense this beautiful uh, comic book issue. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a tough one, because actually you do have a number of uh, streams in this. If you were to break it down. So I kind of went, okay, very quickly, the the, the Arachnite is uh, confronted by a, a truth that he does not want to know um, in the end of issue one. Uh, in this, uh, it becomes even more, we get more of the werewolf by night mythos side, uh, which is good. Secondary, then we do get the... We get the creation of what we can only consider the main antagonist for this warp ever. Um, so the ultimate green goblin yes. by night, if you want to call it that. So, um, yeah, there we are. It's will he will he fail? Will he lose to the goblin or will he will the goblin lose him? Yeah, it, it was uh, very well, very well put, Chris. And, and it is a hard one because, as you mentioned, it's only a two-parter. So they've really got to truncate st- stuff. They've really got to speed through things um, to really tell, you know, some semblance of a story. Uh, and the plot itself from Hopeless is, you know, is, is straightforward enough. Um, and there's enough of a tease at the end to potentially give us more if we want more arachnite um one of the things i think chris as well and we i mentioned this with rebecca when we did issue one uh the costume i mean actually i want to know your thoughts on the costume i think it's absolutely awesome yeah so the costume is actually one of my most 
favorite aspects of this. Um, I, I think it's aside from the slightly fluffy pants, <laughs> the kind of ballooning pants yeah, slightly, which right. I was like, that's a that's a unique choice. Yeah, it is um, actually. Like the rest of it, I love because it's an element. Now you'll have to answer this to me. Does Moon Knight have a like technological suit as well? Because this is there's one point where he's falling and he suits up, and it's all kind of just flowing over. That's him. right. You're very like the extremis armor from Iron Man, where it's all nanotechnology and stuff. And I was like, "Is this from Moon Knight? Is that from? Sp- well, where's this? Where's that coming yeah. from?" Yeah. Well, actually, I thought that probably might be. And I was going to put the the question to you. I thought that might be more of a Parker Industries sort of thing. Um, there's certainly in Moon Knight. There's certainly nothing of that technology that Mark Spector has. He would have more likely, as you mentioned, the baggy cargo pants, which you see, which you see here, because um, being an ex merc and everything. Uh, but no, no, there's there's nothing of that sort in Moon Knight's, um, Moon Knight's story. So, yeah, that, that was a, a strange thing I saw. Yeah, when they kind of crashed through the um, the skyscraper, the window, all of a sudden he seemed to be suited yeah. up, didn't he? Yeah. No, yeah, because he kind of, it's like he literally starts doing, as he falls, it starts wrapping over mm. him. And I was like, it's a, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I'll take <laughs> it. Um, as a whole, though, I love the red and white. Yeah. I honestly do think that this is a... Like, if you were just to slim down the cargo shorts, I do think it would be the perfect kind of overall kind of version of it. Because you do have, you have the iconic Moon Knight cowl, which I always think of that, like, almost Assassin's Creed-esque, but kind of a bit more of deeper fang. And then you've got Spider-Man's eyes, and expressionism with, comes from those style of eyes. Absolutely. Um, so I loved it. Yeah, it, it's um, it's got. I love his um, his web shooters as well. It's, it's kind of modified because they're more than. It seems to be more than just web shooters, and it actually reminds me more of a Venom kind of thing where the webs come out over the hand. But these are blatantly, um, blatantly um, pieces of equipment, aren't they? Like rather than the Spider-Man concealed web shooters, which he's more traditionally known for. Um, I, I think also as well, Rebecca and I, we did talk about how. How we wondered, I think, whether Arachnite came about, um, the impetus of it started with actually making a good cosplay costume, because this would be a really cool cosplay costume, I reckon. Um, and, and they have put thought into it because, you know, those baggy cargo pants, anyone can just go to a, a Walmart or a, or a Target or a, what do they have over in Ireland, Chris? What are the nice departments or the, you know, the cheaper end department stores. Well, you've got well, you've got Tesco, Tesco, which is in the UK as well. Yeah, um, you've got IKEA, Aldi. Well, oh, yeah. welcome to Irish Shopping Podcast <laughs> One Hundred and One. This is a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. That's it. And what we're going to talk to you about is just the one and only Dunn stores owned by the Dunns. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. It, it's we've got we've got a majority of the same. The only traditional Irish Irish ones would be super mm-hmm. value or done stores and you would not be buying cosplay material from them it's the other ones you would ah uh, okay 
Yeah, but um, as you mentioned as well, the iconic uh, Moon Knight hood, and, and I think his cape as well. There's a couple of times here he's he's kind of soaring on his moon glider, which his moon cape, uh, for Moon Knight fans, obviously you know that he does use it uh, not to fly, but to kind of glide around, catch the um, the updrafts and such. Uh, but yeah, very much the um, Spider-Man mask itself, and uh, the, the awesome, I think the awesome chest... Uh, chest design and the arms um there's a bit of declan shelby in there with the design of um the like the plates on his arms um so yeah, yeah there's, there's a nice nod to moon knight there um chris what did you think of uh this this whole relationship with uh i was about to say the osbournes but they're the russells aren't they uh, norman and yeah. um harry harry yeah, I, I look. I enjoyed this. Like to be, and as I kind of said, and I think our previous one, I did. I, I'm more cursory uh, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yes. So assuming that the, the and especially not even Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night, I should say. Mm-hmm. So having that element in there, I was like, oh, I'm assuming that someone. Uh, in Mark Spector's life was uh, a Russell who was actually the werewolf and they were best friends at one point, etc, etc. So I I like that they just took it as the the Osbournes being that. Um, I like that Harry still is the best friend. But we do find um, about midway through uh, when they're back in Parker Industries... That Harry's been helping, um, has been helping Peter Spector or Peter Parker, whatever we want to call him, <laughs> Arachnite. He's been helping Arachnite for years, back since college, and they've been building gliders together. They've been building because it, they, because Peter always wanted Harry as a sidekick. Yes. Yeah, and I actually put this in, and again, this was raised in when we did the review of issue one. I think there was a very tentative connection between Harry and Frenchie, um, Moon Knight's uh, offside. I, I wouldn't call him a sidekick. He he does help Moon Knight a lot. Um, and there seems to be that relationship um, similar to how Peter Parker and Harry Osborne were kind of mates in high school as well. Not that Mark and, and Frenchie were mates in high school, but they were brothers in arms um, when they were both mercenaries. Uh, so I think there's... I, I saw that as a bit of a nod towards that. Uh, with with Jack Russell and or, or Norman Russell, um, just to uh, answer your, your query, Chris, about um, that kind of relationship in the Moon Knight um, canon... Uh, Werewolf by Night actually, yeah, has has no, I guess, no real lasting connection to Moon Knight uh, other than the very first, back in 1975, Werewolf by Night 32 and 33. Um, They really don't know each other at all. Um, If we go back there in 1975, Moon Knight was employed by the committee, kind of like a bad organization and he was actually um commissioned to take out or capture werewolf by night that's pretty much their um their relationship uh, and it's not it's not uh, developed any further um throughout the years um unfortunately jack russell is just seen as this almost like incredible hulk like bruce banner character who has this curse with him uh and uh unfortunately you know, he he actually bumps into Moon Knight a couple of times. There's one time 
in um, 2006 uh, where he actually bumps into it in a, in a Benson issue. I think it was Moon Knight 20, written by, uh, drawn by Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, that was a really good one. But other than that, yeah, they're very, very incidental. But what I did find, sorry, Chris, was really good here, was the intermingling of this Jack Russell curse and the, how shall we call it, the curse of the Green Goblin amongst the Osborns. Yeah, they they don't really explain that well because what we do get is so they they talk about it being the curse, but then when Peter's investigating the the Russell um the mansion, the Russell yeah. Mm-hmm. When Peter's um investigating the Russell man- mansion, we do see that there's a number of vials and he's been strapped down because Green Goblin's always been the, the scientific, um, the a byproduct of a, a scientific experiment gone wrong. Um, be it through that he wanted Super Soldier. There's been the Super Soldier version. Right. There's been like it was down to he took Oz, which was supposed to be clear cure all thing. Like there's always been slightly different variations, but <clears throat> essentially it's science causes it uh in this we don't get that we just get told it's a curse so i'm like but then you see all the scientific vials that they were probably being injected with yeah so i'm like okay you need to double down with one or the other um yeah, but, but yeah but where the vials may be yeah rightly so i mean exactly to say but they could Maybe they could be like um, looking for a cure. I, I don't know. Um, I, I agree with exactly. you. Exactly. Or glowing blood. Or glowing blood, yeah. Look, I agree as well. Actually, one of the things I, I thought detracted from this issue, I found actually um, pointless to an extent, was the uh, there's a flashback that Harry has when he's young and when he first discovers Norman as the green goblin wolf or whatever by night. Um yeah, I don't know, Chris, did you, was that, am I missing something there? I mean, for me, it seemed like a bit of a pointless thing of, all it showed was two pages of Harry when he's young, um, a little pissed off at his dad because his dad works a lot, then he finds uh, the Green Goblin by night, you know, in the in the alley, and it turns out to be his dad. Uh, what's the point? What was the point of this? I got that that this is supposed to be... I took from it that this was just supposed to be that Harry's been minding here his father since that day, since they were right. a child. Okay. They had already just established that well earlier, just through dialogue. So I'm with you on this. I'm like, meh, it wasn't necessary, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. I, I did enjoy the colours. I thought in those two pages, starting with the night everything changed, uh, the colours and... I guess the treatment of the artwork to make it look like a flashback, I thought was was quite nice to to look at. And and as a whole, La Garza's art, um, I think, has been brilliant. It, it's got a very cartoony kind of aspect to it, um, but I don't mind that. I I, I really do like um, I do like the way he draws both, I guess, normal people and both uh, you know the monsters and and uh, arachnite as well. No, I look, I. I... It uh, oh you're you're gonna get me to say it. <laughs> I'm in this weird. At first, I did not enjoy it. Okay, yeah. And I'll be honest, I did not enjoy the art style, but it kind of did grow on me. 
mm-hmm. um, over time. And that's being honest, like, because it is very vibrant. It's very colorful. Yeah. And I was like, it is, isn't it? Okay. It's good. Um, and the layouts are quite, quite nice as well. I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at a digital copy and it's about page five and you get just basically a free form splash page of arachnite um, gliding or, or thwipping through the air. Uh, a really nice montage. Yeah, so that was the weird one. Being, is he, gl- he's gliding at first, then he's thwipping, and then he's swinging. I was like, oh, you gotta, you gotta pick one. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do all three at the same time. I know, I, I think it's, uh, it must be obviously hopeless trying to pander towards both fans. I mean, he wants to make sure... Uh, Spider-Man fans and Moon Knight fans are, are catered for, and yeah, I think so. He gets a bit of uh, Arachnite, kind of overdoes it a bit. Um, I do like the little bit of humour that Hopeless interjects uh, into the story. There's only one really, only one really big funny bit in it, and it's um, it's when Arachnite is talking to himself, obviously, because he's got four personalities. And uh, he he ends up. I think he must end up with the scientific Peter um, uh, coming to the to the forefront, uh, and he f- kind of forgets how to land, how to stick the landing as he's gliding or flying through, and he ends up just bouncing off a wall and falling onto onto a rooftop. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. I really enjoyed this aspect of it, which is where the old, where the exactly where the scientific Peter can take over. And then they're saying, oh, I can't fight, I can't fight, and just gets smacked around. Yes. Or things like that, I really enjoy. I found it quite... I, I enjoyed that aspect, because it's how... And also, at the top of this page, for example, as well, you get to see the distinct difference in how they're doing the two Peters, or two of the four Peters, just through something as simple as just the the eyebrows... Um, showing the difference of them. Yeah, I, I really do like the um, the personality and this whole aspect that that Peter Parker has these different personalities and they're so distinct. Like the Peter Peter Parker Industries kind of billionaire. Then you have the scientist. Then you have the obviously the superhero. And then you have. Um, but what I found, Chris, um, I found it a little hard to find who was who. I mean, again, we see the different use of fonts, which is which is good. Um, but they're so subtle, um, and I've just never really locked on as to who is which font. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, the almost the I don't know what you call it, ancient kind of Egyptian-looking font that would be. I reckon that would be Arachnite, like the per- the personality of Arachnite. But um, I reckon what could be improved would be to actually distinguish these four personalities even more i mean we in moon knight you have very distinct like jake lockley's the taxi driver you have stephen grant who's a billionaire and then you have mark specter who is the mercenary um and although you can't actually you can't actually tell who's who's um at the forefront um, with Moon Knight comics, what you do, and in their latest Bemis and Burroughs run, they actually show apparitions, so you know who the other secondary and, and tertiary characters are. Um, I just found this a little confusing as to who is meant to be who. Yeah, because that's it. It's just eyebrows, essentially. Yeah. Like, there's no moustache. There's no hat. There's no... Um, 
or I think they went as far with glasses. They put glasses on. Oh um, yes, the yeah. They put the glasses on scientists. Yeah. Spider Man. I was like, ah, no, that that that's that that's a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I I don't know. I'd I'd need cues. Um, for uh, I think also you know look it can it can be done um, you know hopefully uh, we spoke about this just before starting the show um, I think both of us are pretty curious as to maybe future adventures of Arachnite I think it'd be fair to say that um, it would be really interesting to see them explore it a bit more I I, I do hope so I I really really do I think um, there's a possibility here. For something that could be very, that could be great. Yeah. It's got the elements of, to be fair, it's got the best elements of both. It does, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And if you double down on, like if they evolve the costume, for example, they double down on a few other things, over time it will become its own it will over time become its own thing. Who knows? It could actually, you know, be really, really popular. I mean, again, I'm just really loving this costume. So, um, it could really. Uh, and Dennis Hopeless has done really well here, and he's also kind of uh, left things a little open. I mean, although at the last page it says, you know, the end, um, there is a lot of fodder for for fleshing out this particular universe. So. Um, let's talk about, I guess, the big reveal. So Harry gets uh, attacked by his own father uh, in the lab, and he gets bitten. And actually, I thought that was the end of him. I, I seriously, I thought that was that was him gone. Um, did you expect to see him back towards the end, Chris? Or what? What were your thoughts on that when he got bitten by his dad? Uh, I oh no, I no, I did. Oh, you did? Okay, uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, yeah, I was like that. That that's a. Just because it was just too, it was too um, perfect, if you will. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. It's just like okay, we know we know something is gonna go on here because there's no way it would just be like that. You're gonna exit your one of the biggest characters just like that. Yeah, but, uh, okay, yeah. I guess I just got so so caught into it. I I just yeah. But yeah, anyway, so he does return uh, to save. Uh, Green Goblin by night because Arachnite is just going to town with him at the end, uh, almost to the point where he is going to kill him. I mean, he smacks the living daylights out of him, and this is Arachnite taking over for obviously for revenge for the death of Aunt May and Ben Parker, which we saw in issue one. But uh, but then we say, yeah, Harry, come back, and he reveals that he is a. Uh, a green goblin slash werewolf himself. He got infected by his dad being bitten. So also as well, Chris, did you pick up Arachnite actually gets bitten as well? So again, there's another opening. Oh, yeah, no. So I think it was something... We'll find that there's a werewolf totem, a spider totem, um, and the werewolf or the goblin totem is one of them. Uh, or sorry, the green goblin totem is one thing now. And they've been battling for years. Like the, the the option for the mythos is great because the you're able to say, well, actually, Peter didn't get turned into uh, the the Green Goblin mm-hmm. because the Spider came and helped him. 
and you could see that there has been other people who have been bit and just died. And there's a lot of stuff you can do there, which I think would be fun. Yeah, I mean, so again, like Dennis Hopeless is keeping the door open for a lot of possibilities here. And I certainly, you know, I think we both certainly hope that uh, we kind of get more of this. Um, yeah, it's uh, any uh, any other points uh, of note? Chris, during the uh, issue that you potentially want to discuss? I just want to see what you thought about Norman. So Norman, at the end, in the, the last couple of panels, mm-hmm. um, is he going to become the new Frenchie? So oh. they're setting it up as this old man, a butler-esque kind of style. Oh, hang on, hold the phone. <laughs> Yeah, very much because he is kind of as you said as well. He's off the uh, off the hook, isn't he? Like, um, uh, so Peter's uh, Arachnite's not going to kill him anymore. There's you know there's been almost closure on that. Um, very interesting. Yeah, again, stuff stuff like that could just could just be explored further on. Um, yeah, because it's like so. Literally, the last bubbles are um, basically. Um, Good, that means now you can help me. We'll patch you up and then we'll get to work. And I was like, yes. Okay, so literally he's becoming the, 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 the new Harry and they're going to go after it. So I was like, okay, this is cool. This is a nice a nice twist on it that you would expect. I'm just reading this thing as well. And so he, he also mentions, um, you don't understand, uh, Norman says to Peter, you don't understand. I passed the curse onto my son onto my Harry, and then he says, and in some cruel twist of fate, now I'm free. Does that mean then that he's actually literally passed the curse on and he's no longer susceptible to becoming a werewolf? In which case... I take it that way, yeah. yeah in which case that would um, lend itself even further to your to your theory on him potentially being the Frenchie to, to Arachnite. I like it. Yeah. So, overall... My whole thing is just, I, I actually want to see more. Yeah. Like, it's basically, you've given me this. If they had it turned around and said, we're going to give you two more issues, three more issues. Because you got to think, this is something similar to what happened to Spider-Gwen. Oh, yeah. Um, Spider-Gwen in, in Edge of Spider-Verse was just a spin-off. That's what she was. And I don't mean this in a, in a derogatory no, or sexist no, way. Sure. She was literally just one of the introduced characters and they were just going to do this short run. She proved so popular yep. that then they started writing her into her own comic books. Um, and now she's in the Edge of the Spider-Verse film. Um, and now oh, yeah. she's also back in the the 616 universe as well. So there's, they're introducing... so we, what I'm trying to say is if a character is compelling enough, um, I think there's always an option there. So what I I would like what I would like to see um is I'd like to see some of the artists who are kind of currently on Spider Man to kind of come over, but I'd like to see the writers from Moon Knight. Ooh. Um very nice. Because the writers of Moon Knight get more of the uh, mystical, uh, but also more of the, the 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 split personality, the social identity disorder. They get that better. So I don't think. I'm not saying that a Spider-Man writer can't do that. 
I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's just there's this like certain writers in the Moon Knight ecosystem have a better way of doing it. Um, so I bring them, but then I bring the artists from Spider Man who get a bit more of the the arachnids or the arachnites, I should say, um, certain style. Um, yeah, so that's what I would be doing. That would be awesome. I'd love to see that would be like yeah. a super team, like a super super group of of a creative team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd like that as well. I think that'd be that'd be really good. Um, again, not to say that the Spider Riders can't do it, but um, Moon Knight Riders can can definitely. I'm, I'm thinking Charlie Houston, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking even the, the big gun Jeff Lemire as well. They can give it a a real darker a darker angle to the story. Um, yeah. Because we see we see it a bit here as well. We see like you know, Arachnite is definitely not like Spider Man in the sense that he has no problems um, going down there and you know killing or maiming criminals. You know, Spider Man would never do that. We see we see it here alluded to a little in Dennis Hopeless's um, two part issue, uh, two part arc. But uh, it could definitely be fleshed out a bit more with the, the Moon Knight Riders. Um, also as well, you mentioned Spider-Gwen, Chris. Um, how cool would it be? I think we mentioned this. I can't remember. Did we mention this off the bat? Or maybe just before we recorded? How cool would it be to see Arachnite in another Spider-Verse uh, core event? That would be just great. As one of yet another iteration of Spider-Man. Exactly. And that's where I think he'll live. Hopefully now. I hope so. It, yeah, if we don't get like another series with him or another like two-parter or, you know, whatever, I'd be absolutely just totally happy if he's in, um, you know, Spider-Geddon or, or enter, you know, the Spider-Pocalypse or whatever the new, the new um, Spider. The, the, the third version of it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think they should. I don't think they should. So is it... So to kind of summarize and wrap up, is this one of the best Spider-Man stories or Moon Knight stories ever written? No. No. Is it fun? Yes. And that's the thing. Does it have potential? Hell yes. I think that's the bit. They've take, they've knocked, they've, they've found something that potentially could be fantastic. Yes. Um, and they've kind of zeroed in on. Yeah, you've hit it on the on the bloody head there, Chris. It's absolutely those three points. Basically, it's not a um, a timeless arc. You know, we're not going to be going back to this. You know, in years to come, and going, look, I want to reread this again because it's such a made such an impact on my character. It's nothing like that, but it is one really fun kind of two-part thing it's it's very nice and you know it's kind of like a, a fun read um it's like a a bit of a popcorn kind of film um and yeah. for sure it is memorable i mean this this costume as well i think whoever designed it um i'm not sure if it was uh, humberto ramos um one of the one of the artists uh, i think it was the spider-man artist had designed it um absolutely memorable really really good and just want to see more of it and the potential absolutely is there like he's only scratched the surface Dennis Hopeless and I think if anything um, I'm going to do it with my marking my rating um, because he's actually made this uh, given it so much potential I think he's made it a very successful two-parter yeah I can't I can't 
disagree. I can't agree more. I can't. It's just exactly. It's it's a successful. Like they set out with what they want to do. They wanted to create a, a, a nice warp character similar to I can't remember Sorcerer. Ah, uh, the, the Soldier Supreme. No. It's a uh, Captain America. Soldier Doctor Supreme. Strange. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty now, smart. And that one iconic looking. Um, I don't know how. Lo- I I haven't read it, so I can't say how amazing or not amazing it is. Um, So, a lot of these characters... What I I do not hope... Sorry. What I hope for in the future is that this character will not end up in one of those top ten lists of crazy, whacked-out Spider-Man versions you've never heard of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So, like, those CBR kind of dot-com... Um, kind of lists, which are still fun sometimes, but it's like, hey, bet you never knew there was a Spider-Man midnight yeah. mashup, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it was actually kind of good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I want. I'm like, hey, look, go change this in the future, uh, and we'll be good. Just get someone on it, I evolve it, um, and yeah. I want to see where the character grows. I can see it. I can see them maybe dabbling and experimenting. And hopefully if a, if a writer or an artist pitches this to one of the editors again, to maybe doing another limited series. Uh, because, yeah, it is so good. I think actually I haven't read Soldier Supreme as well. I've read Iron Hammer. Uh, and I've read the Ghost Panther, which is the Ghost Rider Black Panther crossover. Uh, and I've read... Weapon Hex. Um, unfortunately, I think Weapon Hex is a bit of a, a bit of a floater, a bit of a dud. Um, Wait, Weapon Hex is Scarlet Witch, yeah. Wolverine, and, yeah. or X twenty three? Yeah, exactly. X twenty three and and Scarlet Witch. Um, I love Scarlet Witch. Um, I was, so I was a little disappointed in how it was handled. Um, but Iron Hammer really strong. I really enjoyed. Um, Ghost Panther, actually, um, but that was a. I found a very strong, a nice amalgamation of Ghost Rider and Black Panther. And I've heard Soldier Supreme from uh, from your crew, actually, Defenders TV podcast. Um, I've heard that's been pretty good as well. So they've done very well with uh, with this Infinity Warps thing, and I just hope it has legs. I hope maybe not only Arachnite, but I hope the likes of Soldier Supreme. You know, Iron Hammer, they maybe get another go, another crack at it, um, because it's, it is so much fun, isn't it? And not every comic has to be, you know, so entrenched in in canon and so heavy and, you know, thought-provoking. Um, sometimes you need comics that are just a fun, a fun ride, and, and uh, these Infinity Warps have certainly provided us with that. So, um... Uh, you, you, you said it perfectly. This is popcorn comic books. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm okay with that. Uh, that is a good thing. <laughs> I ripped that off um, uh, the director, John McTiernan, uh, who directed Die Hard, but he also directed Predator, one of my favorite movies. And uh, in one of the commentaries, he mentions that he wanted to make Predator the ultimate popcorn movie. And and I think that just sums it up. You know, You're not bound by having to think intellectually about it you're there for a good time and and i certainly think predator did that i don't know if you're a, a predator fan chris but uh yeah uh i am i, I actually i'm strangely one of the ones who like shane black's version of the new oh one. really i haven't seen um, that yet i'd like yeah. to watch it and he certainly has 
kudos, doesn't he? I mean, he's Hawkins from from Predator. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard bad things about it as well, but I want to be the judge myself. So I'm glad, actually, that you said that it's good. So I've heard at least a couple of people say it's good. I've heard a lot of people say it's bad, but I want to, I want to check it out when I can. Anyway, aside from that, Chris, let's get to the moon ratings here. Um, before we get on to just a, a couple of other things I want to touch base with you with. Uh, moon ratings for Arachnite number two. Out of ten, Chris, or out of a phase of a moon, what would you give Arachnite number two? Six full moons and <laughs> cool. a half. Six and a half. Um, oh, no, six full... No, no, I'll go... Actually, I'll just really screw with you. Six full <laughs> moons... Three quarter moons <laughs> and a, one total eclipse of the oh, heart. Totally, a total um, eclipse. That's a that's a new one. Awesome. I've never heard of that one. That um, no, look this. Yeah, this is for me. It was six and a bit. Um, it 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 ha- It's better than average. Um, it has promise. It has some amazing things in it, but it's also somewhat lazy. And there's a couple of panels that are just not needed. Could have been tighter. Totally, totally um, agree. If I'm being critical, critical, but as a total, I'm like, no, this is great. I, I'm, I'm being harsh to be harsh. It's kind of like, it was, it, it's like that kid who you kind <laughs> of are a bit hard on because you know they can do better. It's like, I know you can do so much better than this. Come on, just tighten it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Chris, what are you doing? Like um, harassing poor kids, like just children. I don't know. That's probably why I'm not allowed to do schools now. I'm just running to the school, going, "You could do better, yeah, Billy. Exactly. You could do better." Exactly. Who are you? I don't that know. Maths I, test was shit. Go back in there. You can yeah. do better. Oh god. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I. That's gonna. That's gonna stick with you. Okay. Um, yeah. So I look. I, I. I think that's the kind of best synopsis I can give it, which is. It's good, better than great, not quite great, not better than average, um, has some great premise, mm-hmm. it has the ability to be something better, so very much with great power comes great psychosis and responsibility. <laughs> excellent, excellent stuff. Um And I'd like to thank you, Chris, for, uh, like Thanos, when he grabbed that moon, uh, Thank you for destroying <laughs> our convoluted moon rating system. I love it. Six full moons, three quarter moons, and a total eclipse. Uh, but, but about six and a half, you say. So um, if I'm to go there, a that would be that would be a waning gibbous. Believe it or not, a waning gibbous, which is just under a three quarter moon. So that's how I'm pitching it for you. I would. I would, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I still like your six, six full moons. No one has ever given six full moons, Chris, and that's fantastic. Um, I would give it. I would, and I'm not copying. I would, I would give it around the same. I would be hesitant to give it yeah. a three quarter moon. It's not good enough for seven and a half. Um, again, for the points that you mentioned, uh, for for a two parter, which has to be totally compact, um, I was left questioning those two pages of of uh, Norman Russell's flashback. I thought that was unnecessary. Um, I don't know why 
he put it in there maybe to, to break up, maybe for pacing. Um, but for two, for two issues, if you have two issues to tell a, a story, you want it to be nice and lean and you want it to be quite efficient. Um, so there were a, a little drops in there. Um, the art was fantastic. I really d- did enjoy the art. But the main point, as you mentioned, was potential. And I think the potential and the aesthetics of Arachnite uh, really do sell it for me. So that, that got most of the points for me. Um, but I would give it a, um, a waning gibbous, a six and a half, uh, six and a half out of ten. Um, so actually, uh, Chris, what would you give the, uh, the whole arc itself? If you were to include issue one and issue two, what would you give that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, it would be something slightly more so again probably just a seven seven and a half not because i'm i just from a pure statistical point of view i'm like okay well it can't be two six and a half does not equal a ten <laughs> yeah um so it's kind of like that it, it, again very it, it's kind of the same way uh the same thing which is it has the potential just not there yet. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, the, the, it goes without saying, I think we both want to see more of it. And um, and hopefully hopefully, uh, the next Spider-Man crossover event or, or Spider-Man event will give us that. So so there you go, loonies. Um, that is our review of um, Arachnite number two. Um, so that is, unfortunately for Moon Knight fans, that's the closest we're going to get for a current Moon Knight issue or Moon Knight comic book uh, where currently Moon Knight is currently on a hiatus with the end of the Max Bemis run um, but we ever hope that there will be a new series introduced soon um, but before we go Chris um, just a, a bit of feedback uh, look there was only a smattering here and there on our Facebook group uh, I'm just going to run through a couple of them quickly uh let's do it yeah so patrick curtis uh he just mentioned of this issue excited uh oh actually no i won't say that because he he was mentioning he's excited to grab the issue so he actually hasn't read that yet um well that's still that's still that is about, so yeah. he's excited okay. to grab it um i would suggest grabbing it with two hands just and then opening it slowly <laughs> that's it that's probably the best feedback i can give to your feedback Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, um, like Charlie from Willy Wonka, and the uh, the chocolate bar. <laughs> Just open it slowly, enjoy it, savor it. Hopefully, there's a golden ticket in there somewhere. Um, we have just another couple of comments um, mentioning that they're hoping to pick it up as well. We got one from Blake, uh, and I'm just going to put this out there because I have no idea what he means by it. He says, "Poo poo doo doo," lol. Thank you, Blake. Uh, hoping that means uh, you enjoyed it. Still, <laughs> I'm hoping it means that you hated it. Um, but we have finally we have one from Josh Geronimo Johnson, uh, no stranger to the show. He has hosted the show. Uh, whilst we've been away and he's been a guest host as well so a very valued loony member josh says i thought it was good but i enjoyed issue one a bit more Uh, there wasn't too much moon knight influence in this one which was a bit disappointing i liked harry's point that unlike his dad's uncontrollable killing of peter's aunt and uncle if pete kills norman it would be with a full intent which is what was mentioned towards the end i also liked how uh the passing on of the curse from norman to harry was metaphorically done um 
to echo the physical and psychological torment of the Green Goblin mantle, which, uh, yeah, totally agree. Um, I, I like that kind of um, parallels there. Uh, it would be cool if this title would continue. I'd be interested to see other characters, villains, Arachnite would interact with. The art was good, but nothing special. Uh, it did have a dope-ass cover, though. I'd give it a first quarter moon or about a six and a half out of ten. So thank you, Josh. And uh, and Chris, Josh very much is on the same wavelength as ourselves. I agree, agree. I think if we actually poll uh, the overall Facebook group, this is kind of the score we're going to get from a lot of people, which is it was good, not great, but it's getting there. And with the right treatment, with the right, a few more moonlight influence kind of uh, some of the writers, that type of thing, it's going to be fantastic and we want to see more. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a bit of a bell curve, as you say. So the majority probably would say that. I reckon there'll be people that hate this. I reckon there'll be people that love this as well. But um, yeah, the majority definitely would, I reckon, fall under our you know, our same sentiments. Um, with that, loonies, that uh, ends our review Chris, I would like to thank you so much for being on the show. Before you go, though, I wanted to actually spectacle. I wanted to give a massive shout-out. So, Chris, um, 200 episodes from Defenders TV Podcast. How how good is that? Oh, my God. The amount of wasted time. <laughs> um, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I'm so happy. Um, you guys have done it. Well, yeah, an awesome it, job. It, Thank you so much. And hopefully some of uh, your fellow listeners are also fellow defenders. Yeah, for um, sure. I know they are. I know you are. I know you are. I know Connor is. I know a few of them are. Um, so it's very much, yeah, it's onwards and upwards for us. Another 200 more yeah. to come. Um, and so- um, We've got Jessica Jones and Punisher Season 2. Jessica Jones Season 3, Punisher Season 2 coming next oh yes and look i I can't let you go without asking as well the absolutely gut-wrenching news which came uh over the the past week with daredevil um and as you mentioned then jessica jones and punisher where that leaves them uh what are your thoughts on on you know what's what's happened um there was a there was a few moments of uh, sitting like Jessica Jones on in a darkened room with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> um, she's not she not only she's my namesake in multiple ways. Um, no, look, it, it, unfortunately, this is business, um, not for us, but like because this is love and art for us. Um, I know what the only people that know what's going on in there is Netflix and Marvel. Um, and I'm not talking the cast or the show, the showrunners or the writers. Um, as we know, Daredevil were pitched. Um, Luke Cage was pitched and writing on the wall. The writing had begun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like this is this is a, a, a tough one. Um, there's a, been a few. It was announced. What? It was announced on the Friday. On the Saturday, there was a tweet that Daredevil will live on. Um, on t- like it's not going to be on the Marvel streaming service. In, in my opinion, like that's pretty much yeah. not going to happen. So it's very much, yeah. How or why or what? Who knows? Honestly, and it's not going to look. We will get. They may park these characters for a while, 
but they may suddenly start some new characters. You may, because of these constellations and the influence of Marvel in these, they maybe Marvel wants Daredevil back, but said, hey, do you know what? You're going to get Moon Knight over on Netflix. Well, that's it. Like, so I, I don't think this is the end. I think, and I know I'm pandering to my audience kind of on this one, but, um, <laughs> this is the, like, we're not going to run out of good quality, um, no, uh, kind of shows because you do have Jared Way's Umbrella Academy coming, um, to Netflix, which is fantastic. If, if you like, come, I know it's my chemical romance, Jared Way. Yes, I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, he wrote a comic book. Give it a chance. It is amazing. It really is old school and quite fun. Right. Um, then all of Miller World was bought. Well, the rights for Miller World were bought. So Jupiter's Legacy, um, which is fantastic. So, and Mark Millar, yeah, a god among men in the comic books. Very writers. good. Yes. Um, so yeah. you're going to have those. Yes, I would prefer if it was all the heroes for hire. If it was our, uh, if it was our Marvel, uh, dark and gritty Marvel world. Um, if it's not, that's fine. Uh, we will find there's going to be international at at some point. So what we do know is Loki is potentially happening with like a small run. We have Scarlet Witch is going to get a small run. There's this potential Bucky and Falcon team up going to have like. We're going to get quality TV, and I think that's the thing. Yeah, I know, but it just it just stings a little. I mean, I guess you're right, it is business, but, you know, the likes of Charlie Cox um, and the likes of, obviously, D'Onofrio, uh, Mike Coulter, you know, Kristen Ritter, John Bernthal, um, also Finn Jones, they, they just seem to fit the mould so well, and it's just a shame, and it just stings to think that, they won't be depicting De- look who knows i mean there might be even you know dare i say there might be a an actor that comes along that shoots it out of the water and he's way way better but like everyone like you know we've all fallen in love with these characters so it is a hard pill to swallow but uh, as you say there are plenty of other shows coming out you know let's look ahead um jeff lemire's black hammer has just been i believe has been bought um or going to be turned into a series absolutely fantastic so uh moon knight alumni jeff lemire um he he's got uh, it was a title over in dark horse i believe um and black hammer is just a fantastic read so that'll be good to see on the on the small screen as well uh, as well as all those others that you'd mentioned um what do you think chris of i saw on the defenders tv podcast uh, group someone um dropped a carrot in front of in front of derek and mentioned about how about doing the agents of shield <laughs> review would you guys be up for that <laughs> there's a lot of episodes there there's a lot of back catalog <laughs> um yeah no we're we're talking about what will happen uh for us in the future like defenders tv podcast is not going away <laughs> it, it, and look it, it look what happened with fat man on batman it is now fat man beyond um and much like that ah, we will continue right. like be it where and how um well it's good we've still got two amazing seasons happening next year and um, we've got 
our comic book stuff. I know not um, some of fellow mm-hmm. defenders are not comic book fans. So we're going to give the smorgasbord. If you want to come in for comics, come in for comics. If you want to come in for Jessica Jones, come for Jessica Jones. Um, but we will make sure we have something for everyone uh, in the future. Yeah, great. And and uh, I, know I have been absolutely loving The Strange Tales as well with Derek and John, um, all about Doctor Strange and the life of Soldier Supreme. Just to let you know, Chris, as well, um, I'd be hankering to hear your thoughts on, on the Spider-Man comics as well. I just can't wait um, for you to get get in there amongst it and do the comic reviews there. That'll be, I'll be with bells on listening to Thank that. Thank you. And, um, and Looney's as well. Look, for those who haven't been listening, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, I'll do, do links to their Twitter and their Facebook Defenders TV podcast check them out they have just they have surpassed 200 episodes um, absolutely awesome reviews from Derek John and Chris um, so go check them out for sure they cover all the Netflix shows all the movies um, and they're doing some comic books now as well so cannot um, cannot endorse that enough um, so anyway, yep, thanks again, Chris. Um, I better let you go now. Um, yeah, um, thank you so much again for, for sharing your thoughts on Arachnite No, nope, thank you. And um, yes, Looney's listen up, come on over, and uh, I will be back, as I said, every 40 episodes. So it's on, it's on your high priest now <laughs> to basically just put a reminder in and go, so yep. yeah, we're hitting up at 38, you better get back. <laughs> I'm going to put it on Google Google Calendar now. <laughs> awesome stuff. Um, uh, as always, loonies, you can find us if you haven't already. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. We are chugging along. Uh, we are loving our community. Uh, so you can drop us an email on itkmoonight at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash itkmoonight. We have a Facebook group. I think we're on 699. We're almost 700. Members, um, fantastic group there. Uh, come join us. Talk to other loonies. Uh, that's facebook.com slash groups slash ITK Moon Knight. Our Twitter handle, at ITK Moon Knight. We're also on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube. Just search for Into the Night with a K, a Moon Knight podcast. Finally, iTunes ratings. If you can, please, it would be awesome if you do. Um, you know... Just give us a, a rating, preferably five stars. That just helps us get out there a bit more. And uh, and hopefully for loonies who haven't found us yet, um, they might be directed towards our Facebook group and podcast. Uh, yeah, that's about it from now. This is our second episode to drop in the week. Uh, just a couple of days earlier, we dropped our classic review of um, of Moon Knight Issue 1 by Doug Mensch and Bill Sienkiewicz. Um, that was episode 75. Go check it out. It's just fresh and new, similar to this one. Uh, and as always, loonies, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.